0: presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. This is Pack's What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about the Rams game a little bit because obviously, you know, we knew going into the game there would be no Aaron Donald. You mentioned it already. Obviously, no Matt Stafford, no Cooper Cup. Baker Mayfield with the team about 10 days, you know, coming into this as QB1 for them. Um, But we knew what the Rams, you know, we're going to try to do. We knew where their weaknesses were and where their strengths were. And I think, you know, all things considered, the Packers did a nice job with that. Camp Akers, of course, you know, got his a couple times, but holding that offense to 72 yards on the ground, obviously they've been a not good running game team all year. Baker Mayfield looked, you know, more like the human Baker Mayfield. We maybe would have seen Christmas day last year with the Browns. Um, But I think those are the kind of building blocks that you think about when you're talking about a team that needs to consider running the table and going, um, like you said, on a five game win streak to get to the playoffs. So If you could give a game ball to somebody on the offensive side of the ball, who would get that game ball and why?
0: Oh, that's a good one Um, because there wasn't like a a great standout performance. You know, A.J. Dillon had two touchdowns. His first one was really nice. Uh, Aaron Jones had the play on the swing pass. You know, it wasn't a great game for Aaron Rodgers. Christian Watson didn't catch a bomb or anything like that. I'll go with Romeo Dobbs just to kind of not go with the two backs just because they scored. But it was, you know, he came back. He was limited. The Packers tend to like to ease their guys back into action once they've been gone for a while. Uh, but five catches on five targets, he looks comfortable. You know, there are things that you saw with Dobbs. I go back to the New England game. I remember early in the season where Dobbs catches, you know, Rogers gives him a hand signal, not to keep bringing those up, but he gives him a signal and Dobbs catches a back shoulder pass for a touchdown. And you're just kind of like, okay, that's something. And that's something that matters. And there are things that he does. And he and Watson just, they complement each other so well with their skill sets. I, you know, I was talking to my brother last night and we were like, you know, if they can just add this off season, a guy who's a true, like yards after catch threat, They've got a deep ball guy who can kind of do more than just that with Watson. Then they got their intermediate route guy with Dobbs and add somebody in there. There's a really good path to optimism for this offense in 2023 with the full training camp and all that stuff uh, going through. But I think Dobbs coming back, he made the plays that were given to him. He had one of the intermediate throws. He kind of had a a snatch just right out of thin air, um, catching the ball away from his body, which is harder. You know, his hands are pretty well extended on, on one of his catches. So I'm excited about the development of both of these rookies. Um, I thought it would take some time, maybe even the full year, and it definitely felt like it was going to be a full year thing, especially for Christian Watson. But it's crazy just the turning point of his of his season that happened uh, in that Dallas game uh, specifically. But yeah, I'll go with Dobbs. I think he had a I think he had a really good night, uh, and I look forward to him trying to you know build on that. These are things that even if Green Bay doesn't make the playoffs, every play that those guys make matters for the rest of this year, building that confidence. And then going into 2023 with what you're hoping is, you know, a team that, because I think what the Packers are going to do is just say, Hey, it wasn't our year. We had bad luck on the injury front. We had bad luck with this. We had bad luck with that. We're going to try. We think this team's really good. I, I promise you Brian Gutekunst will probably say something to that effect in his postseason press conference. So all of these plays that they're trying to make and stack, you know, if those two guys stack three really good performances together to, to finish the season. It really matters. And Dobbs did that last night after missing, you know, a month and a half.
1: I agree with you. That's a really good pick. I'm going to take Zach Tom for mine. Keep it, you know, in the rookie family, at least for the offensive side of the ball. Um, say what you want about David Bakhtiari and his struggles to stay on the field this season. You know, a lot of that isn't his fault. Rehabbing from the knee injury, which, you know, as it came out earlier this season, was more severe than we maybe had initially expected. It was more than just an ACL Obviously did not also want to have appendicitis added to uh, the injury report, but, you know, we'll see what that looks like and if he's able to play any of these final games. But Zach Tom having to come in as a rookie, not just playing left tackle, which is obviously a challenge with this offensive line, but playing just about everywhere almost this season, you know, to see him come in and, yes, you know, Aaron Donald wasn't there, but they still have guys like Leonard Floyd. You know, the Rams defense front is still nothing really to sneeze at. I thought he did a really nice job, at least uh, for a large part of the game. So not sure what the offensive line will look like next season. You know, that's probably another conversation when we talk about what the wide receiving core will look like, what the tight end room will look like. If Rodgers wants to come back, the offensive line, I'm sure, will be a part of that. There will be some decisions that need to be made there as far as what some of the salary cap commitments are there. But Zach Tom at least looking like another gem for the Packers um, on the third day of the draft for
0: Goody. <laughs>
1: Um, let's flip it then. And uh, you can give a game ball to somebody on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah. Preston Smith. Um, I talked about needing the, the step up from the pass rush. And that's a guy who seems to be a popular salary cap casualty candidate from the people that are looking ahead and doing the Twitter GM thing uh, for the end of the year. And I, I think the Packers have, I don't want to say gone out of their way, but they've found ways to keep him. Like I remember after the 2020 season, because he was great in 2019, he gets here. He's, he's the second fiddle to Zadarius Smith, uh, but really not even really a second fiddle. He was equally as awesome as Z was that first year. 2020, he comes in, there's comments that he looks a little chunkier. He doesn't have the greatest year that year. And then he was awesome last year um but after that 2020 season there's a lot of discussion like oh green bay could save eight million if they cut him they'll probably just do that because then they have z and Rashawn, and and they'll just kind of build around that group well then they they kept preston he took a pay cut to his credit um because i always say players should never do that but he did good for him and he got a new contract out of it i just think that that's a room that you know Rashawn gary got hurt november 6th so Timeline wise, you know, 12 months from that is obviously November. So you go, if it's nine month recovery timetable, he could be a guy that probably starts training camp on the physically unable to perform list, but they've got some decisions to make in that edge room because, you know, Kingsley and Igbari has had some nice moments. I think he's more of a rotational player as opposed to a starter on a really good defense. And that's not a knock. That's just the nature of, of that position. You know, you need actual like just dudes at that position and inning and, and bar maybe he is one and i'm wrong that certainly is possible but you know, i think if you have him as a rotational guy gary comes back um i always say i'm looking forward to the mock drafts that have the same three players in them and it'll be the two receivers and michael mayer the tight end from notre dame and green bay will take a pass rusher or a defensive lineman which is in my opinion a lot smarter on that effect but that's a different conversation but preston it was nice to see him get after the quarterback he's he's just steady eddie rock solid um and sometimes spectacular and i think you need guys like that on your team uh it's and i i really appreciate just him since he's been a packer i think you hear the stories about how he's become a bit of a leader in the locker room over the last couple of years especially aaron Rodgers has mentioned him by name as a voice in that locker room but maybe he's not you know he's not as flashy as his former smith counterpart uh, but I think he's rock solid, and I think he's done a really good job for most of the year. Even if the sack numbers don't necessarily uh, correlate with that, and he's somebody that I think Green Bay, you know, if they're if Rodgers is coming back and they're trying to do this thing again, that's a guy that's got to be toward the top. I don't, you know, I don't have a priority list on right here, but I think he's got to be toward the top, especially when you consider if Gary's not ready to start the season, your starters are Kingsley and Igbari and Jonathan. And Garvin, like I don't, you know, tipa, I don't. A tipa, yeah, one of them guys who like the neck Nothing against those guys, but the next play that those guys make will be the first one of their careers. So it was nice to see him have a big night last night. I thought that was awesome, and I love his sack celebration. Simplicity is key on those things, so that's my favorite one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about taking JJ, just you know, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. I'm um, going with the rookie there. I thought he had a really good night. Um I like the thought of it being Smith, Rashan and Inigbari but I'm with you I think we need to see more from him obviously. But so far, I mean just as a rookie season, I think he's come on a lot stronger than a lot of people would have expected for a fifth round pick. I'm um, thinking of him being a rotational piece. I think is really nice. I'm going to take Kenny Clark. He didn't, you know, jump off the stat sheets, um uh, but he was looking like Mr. December say what you want about the Rams offensive line and the 14 different combinations that they've trotted out um, so far this season, obviously not a good unit, but I think these are the kind of the foundational building blocks that you need. If you're talking about a team that's going to run the table and Kenny Clark arguably had his best game of the season. And I think a lot of the other defensive linemen looked really good. TJ Slayton had a couple really nice tackles. Jaron Reed had a couple nice tackles. So what this unit can do against some better offensive lines down the stretch, I think you know, this is, again, you're playing in the cold. It's Lambeau Field. These are the guys that you really need to get going if you're going to have a shot at actually shutting down some of these really high-powered offenses coming
0: up in the next couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice to see. And You know, you're saying, like, say what you will about the Rams offensive line, but seriously, when's the last time we saw Kenny Clark look like Kenny Clark? And you're talking about a guy who, when you say foundational pieces, he's going to be here next year, and he's one of their – you know, they always say you need your stars to be stars. Well, the high paid defensive guys for Green Bay next year, Kenny Clark, Smith and Gary. I think Gary will get an extension this offseason and Jair Alexander. Well, two of those guys specifically, Alexander to some degree, Kenny Clark to a higher degree have underperformed this year. So those are guys that like in the offseason were like, hey, you know, we need you guys to be studs, superstars, because that's what they're paying them to be. And how you make, you know, this defense will probably undergo some kind of change. I can't picture the Packers going, you know, seven and ten, eight and nine from Super Bowl aspirations and making zero change whatsoever. Um, so I imagine the easiest scapegoat is the coordinator and the coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball. But they need those guys to be stars. So you're right. It was nice to see Kenny look like Kenny Clark because it's been since what, the beginning of the season? Like I can't remember the last time he made a play that I was like, oh, there he is. Like it's and he had those Early in the game last night, kind of slowed down the run. Joe Buck made a couple of jokes about it, which I thought was pretty funny. But, yeah, it was good to see him uh, get rolling a little bit. Hopefully something, especially with, you know, the challenge that is this Miami zone blocking scheme that's coming in. And Raheem Mostert, who, not to keep bringing up his name, but, you know, they're going to end the year. Raheem Mostert, Dalvin Cook, and then Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. Those are three really good teams when it comes to running the ball and and four really good running backs with those guys I just mentioned. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.